0: Hello and welcome to the Pro Football Network, Miami Dolphins podcast. I'm your host, Matt Infante, joined once again by Adam H. Beasley, who is back from the scene of the crime in Baltimore. Uh, how, I mean, I know how it was for me watching it unfold. Um, you, you were there. Uh, what were your thoughts watching how that game went from, you know, the Dolphins um, playing well, competing hard, or they're right there, and then they, the wheels came off in a hurry.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how fast it happened. Um, it was, I guess, 14-13 midway through the second quarter. Um, that Tyreek drop I think was a, was a big play early in the game, but you wonder how much of a difference it would have made in a 36 point loss. Um, regardless that, that didn't help. Uh, and then just, just three straight possessions, boom, 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 two to end the first half and one to begin open the second half. I mean, you're, you saw hard knocks last night. They were, you know, trying to regroup at the half, and then give up a seventy-some odd yard kickoff return the next, the very next play uh, to start the second half, and it was game over from there. Um, crazy! It's crazy that nothing they could do could stop it. They could do nothing on offense. They could do nothing on defense. They could do nothing on special teams. It was a collective failure all at once. Uh, In a way that we kind of haven't seen, certainly haven't seen since the Buffalo game and really haven't seen at all this year. The fact that everything stopped working at the same time um, can't explain it. Uh, The dolphins have to hope it's a one-off. Part of me wonders if it's, you know, an elite team doing what an elite team does to non elite teams and absolutely thrash them. I mean, look, the Ravens, without question are the best team in the national football league last right now they have the, the best record, in the national football league. They have the number one seed. They've beaten two of the other five teams that could have a claim um, for the number for being the best team in the national football league. And they beat them by what a combined uh, 60 points. Is that what it was? I mean, something absolutely insane what they've done to the niners and dolphins. Uh, and they had a late game, right? They played Monday night. Didn't they? they played
0: Monday night in San Francisco. So they had the
1: shortest of short weeks. They got home probably dawn on Tuesday um, and, 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 you know, five days later uh, played about as good as I've ever seen anyone play against the Mike McDaniel team. It was just an absolute ass kicking.
0: Yeah. You know, you mentioned the Buffalo game. It kind of felt like that from a game script where, you know, initially, right. The teams are going back and forth, score, score for score. And then one possession you know they throw the interception and then baltimore scores and then now now they're chasing and it felt like after the game i think um i think it was Tua who said something along the lines of of pressing and that's what they did in in the buffalo game as well uh back it back uh what in early october and it just felt like once they started falling behind and maybe started feeling that the defense wasn't going to get many stops the offense started pressing the issue more and then you, you found yourselves in you know the, the, these bad interceptions and um there were some missed opportunities right the Claypool drop which the game might have been out of hand by then anyway you mentioned the tyreek one um I, it, it, it was it was hard to watch it wasn't entirely unexpected now I, I know uh i debated this last show with david bearman about um kind of what might happen what might transpire talking about the history of being in baltimore um and outside of you know a a, a historic fourth quarter last year this is kind of how it's been in baltimore for miami um so w- wasn't a huge surprise from that end i don't know if it's foreshadowing what's to come because this team is a different team at home uh and i think that you know is something we have to uh you know kind of keep in mind here but a lot of the issues we saw the baltimore kind of attack the, they're going to face the same thing just at hard rock stadium against the bills right they're, they're going to attack the the cornerback depth because you're not going to have zavian howard probably they're going to attack which the bills have always done attacking the inside linebackers who are trying to cover uh duke riley was was a victim a lot in that game and it wasn't much better when jerome baker was was there as well you know as far as covering the running backs out of the backfield so you know how concerned would you be based on what you saw in baltimore what you know about buffalo heading into this um very important sunday night game
1: I mean, it doesn't give me a lot of confidence if that's what you're asking. Do I feel like, Hey, they're, they're fine. No, I mean, let's just take 90 seconds and address the elephant in the room. Mike McDaniel crushed their pass rush for the rest of the season by a decision he made. And that to me was the biggest loss of the entire game. X is going to be back at some point, you know, maybe it might be a wildcard round. Maybe it's a division round. He's not going to play this week, obviously. Um, but they now in the span of a month and a half have lost Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. And, um, you know, I'll have to go and look at the, you know, the, the, the play by play, but I don't think Phillips was when the game was still in doubt. I think that was pretty, pretty well into the game that they had relatively well in hand and, and the Chubb injury was, there's no excuse for that. And you, if you go back and listen, I am as pro Mike McDaniel as they come, I think he's been a breath of fresh air. I think he is fixed to a, I think he has put a winning culture in this this city. I think he's done a lot of things incredibly well. But you gotta call balls and strikes and when 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 you see him. And that was there's no excuse. And and you and if you listen to his rationale, it's kind of changed. Uh the first time it was, hey, players wanna play, right? Like they they don't want to come out of the game. They want to play. Uh, and then when he was asked to get on Monday, it was, well, it was a quick change. Didn't really have all the ducks in a row. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. We didn't react fast enough. And honestly, I don't know what explanations were because every single week he talks to us about protecting the players from themselves. That is yep. his big thing. Like I'm going to be a week late instead of a week early and bring a guy back. I'm going to protect him from himself what is a greater protection of a player than pulling him out of a game that's a lost cause particularly when it's your defensive mvp i don't think we can overstate how important bradley chubb has been to this defense um and so no that decision should not be in the players hands i'm sorry you have much bigger priorities than their morale at 350 on new year's eve when the wild card is two weeks away okay that that game was a lost cause it was over and done and they're going to have an entire week and an entire game against the Buffalo Bills to get that good feeling back. They can go chase that then, right? There, in that in that moment, nothing good can come about that. Three minutes left of a 30-point game, no excuse. And then the kind of rationale, well, it was a quick change and we didn't really, we were scrambling. I'm sorry. You just saw your quarterback get rocked, okay? You just saw your quarterback get rocked hurt his shoulder, uh, go to the tent. Shouldn't that have been the biggest red flag of them all that, Hey, what am I doing here? So he should have better off, take a delay a game, right? Take a delay a game, say, here's your five yards, Baltimore Ravens. You want to score another touchdown? Feel free. I'm going to make sure that the best interests of my organization long-term are protected here. And he didn't do it. I, to me, I, I think that was his biggest coaching failure that we have seen in the two years in Miami. You can talk about the bills game, not being able to get the play in. Okay. It was backup quarterback on the road. A lot of moving parts wasn't acceptable, but wasn't this, this has the real potential to hurt this team in a way that no other decision he has made will. And again, it's crappy luck. Okay. And you can, you can say, well, was there something already going on in his knee that, that that was just, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back, don't know. But you know what? I do know one thing. If he's sitting on the bench, he's available for the Bills game, right? If, he, if he's sitting on the bench, at least if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in a competitive game. I'm um, I i, I I'm sure I wrote this. I'm sure it's haunted him this week. I'm sure that, I mean, he's an introspective guy. He, he, he micro-analyzes absolutely every decision he makes. I, I wonder if what Bradley Chubb thinks today, what Vic Fangio thinks today. I mean, does was Vic screaming in his ear? Get these guys out off the field. Was was he doing that? Because he should have been. Uh, what what's what's the locker room thinking today? Right. What's he thinking today? Um, you know, I, I know. You know, I'm not sure if you watched Hard Knocks last night, but like, you know, he said this can basically a two of this can crush us or this can make us stronger. I don't know how it's going to make them stronger. I don't because there are now, you know, X's and O's things that they simply can't overcome. And, um, you know, Emmanuel Agba, I don't understand how he was a healthy scratch in week 17. He's going to go from a healthy scratch to their number one pass rusher, but I'll do respect to Andrew Van Ginkle. Those are going to be two or two pass rushers. And I don't know if you saw, you know much of Melvin ingram in that game he looked like a guy that was on the street a month ago right he looked like a guy that probably shouldn't be in the league anymore um so yeah it's you can't overstate it and and the only way they're going to be able to paper this over is if the offense is so good that it doesn't matter that's the only way that through this because if the offense plays like it did against baltimore which wasn't terrible by the I mean, they still, still scored 19 points against the best defense in the National Football League. You, you know, you you you're at 19 at you know midway through the third quarter or whatever it was. You should that should be a competitive game because you think you have this number one defense. That sh- it should be at worst like a a 27 19 game, right? And you and you still have a chance to go and, and maybe win the game in the fourth quarter. Um, but now what we've seen out of that defense, uh, there's no not going to be any Xavier Howard this week. So you're talking about. Eli Apple and Cater Kohu and who else? Uh, Nick Needham. And a lot of these guys that got absolutely torched by the Baltimore Ravens and torched by the Buffalo Bills the first time around are going to be asked to do the same thing. So it's got to be the offense, right? It has to be Tua Beloa. It has to be Tyreek Hill. And I'm sorry, I've taken up way too much of your time here on this rant, but just one more thing because this is streaming consciousness. What the hell's happened to Tyreek Hill in big games? You go look at their five losses, five of the six, mm-hmm. uh, five of his six worst games of the year are those five losses. Uh, the only win was in New England, you know, whatever that was week two, uh, where it was a running game. It wasn't a passing game for the Dolphins. It was a running game. The other five bad games he's had have all been losses. And it's not just like two is missing him. He's getting the ball thrown to him and he's dropping touchdowns. And he, you know, where are the explosive plays? Where are the home runs that this offense is predicated on? Um, the He, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan, Tua Bailoa have to be the way forward for this team. It's the only chance they have. And if they don't show up this week, it's it's going to be one and done, man. I mean, maybe they can go give a fight in Kansas City. Um, I don't love their chances there. and I feel a lot
0: better if that came to Miami. Yes, but but for that to happen, they got to get the two seed and 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 move on. Yeah, right.
1: And I definitely don't love their chances going back to Baltimore again.
0: Like the
1: best the best case scenario for the Dolphins is to win this week uh, and to have enough help. Which, if you're counting on the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Pittsburgh Steelers to bail out your season, that's a bad place to live, right? That's kind that's kind of where they are right now, right? That's who they're counting on to bail out their season. Because unless they don't, they're going to get the Bills again. Right. And beating the Bills twice in six, seven, or eight days, tall task. And then your reward for doing that is hosting the Chiefs and going to the Ravens. That's the best case. Like, like it's bad. And, 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 well, I, no, I, no, no, just, no,
0: hold on. The best case scenario is getting the Steelers right in the first round because you get the, the Steelers and Jaguars to win. You, you get Kansas City at home, and then you hope that Cleveland knocked off Baltimore in a divisional round or whoever the four seed is. But I, have, I, I, you, I'm just assuming much, in my head Cleveland's going to beat whoever the, the AFC South puts out there. And then you hope they beat they, Baltimore. Do you have
1: much confidence they can beat the Cleveland Browns at this point?
0: Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take my chances over, over, over Baltimore, certainly, in, in a home game versus going to Baltimore. But I mean, so, so that's the ideal scenario. A lot of help involved there
1: an incredible amount of help look i mean baltimore's the best team in the national football league they're going to be rested when they play in the divisional round i fully expect that the dolphins get to the super bowl it's going to be half to going back to baltimore and winning at a place where they just lost by five touchdowns
0: yeah yeah um well okay you, you threw a lot out there so tyree let's talk about Tyreek real quick um watching hard knocks yesterday did he not look Gimpy leaving that field. Oh yeah! Like, how much is the ankle bothering him? That that we don't know. No excuse for the drops, obviously, but for the lack of explosive plays from him, could certainly. Um, we don't know how bad the ankle is, but he did not look great leaving the field.
1: No, no, um, I, absolutely right. And and he is gutted through. I'm sure something that you and I couldn't do because we're soft, and he is not. I, I
0: should be laying in bed probably. Yeah, that's, that's real. Um,
1: all that being said. He made some plays last week, didn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, there's – you're wide open. I don't care if you're dragging your leg behind you. You got to make that catch. Um, and it changed the game, right? I mean, they would have been – again, we don't know exactly what would have happened, but they when Tua would have thrown that pick, we don't even know if he would have been throwing in that situation. They would have been at worst of what, 17-14 then? That would have been. Yep. At, at, at worst, they would have been up 17 14. Maybe they just try to run the half. Maybe, you know, maybe they take go a little bit more conservative. Certainly, he's not pressing and forcing throws up 17 14. Um, the second half could look a little bit different. Again, Baltimore was by far the better team on Sunday. Um, but yeah, sure. Maybe ankle does still hurt him. Um, you still got to make basic catches, and that was a basic catch.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, certainly, the the run game didn't look any worse with Mostert sitting out. Um, so I think that, that that that's a positive. And I, I, I presume we'll have Raheem Mostert back yeah. on the field for Week 18. It would be my guess. It seems like he was close. Right? May, may,
1: maybe Robert Hunt. Um, And the, maybe Bills, Robert Hunt. the Bills' pass rush is nothing compared to Baltimore's. So you're not going to get your quarterback drilled like he got drilled by the Ravens.
0: That'll be what no, you're yeah. gonna need is a run game so you're gonna have to you know if if you're still without waddle and you have a Tyree kill that that's playing on one bad ankle um you're gonna need that support and, and not making to a half to make you know all the plays take take some of the pressure off him which we, we saw in Baltimore the running game worked um and hopefully uh you know I, I will say please. this
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised if waddle plays this week uh I mean really? we're, we're, we're taping this Wednesday morning. Uh, So I don't have any inside information on this. We haven't, but um, look, it's, it's the most important game of the year and he's going to pay through, play through pain. I mean, it's kind of similar to what Tyreek went through. They're very similar injuries. Um, You know, I don't, I don't think he's going to be close to hundred percent, but it would not at all surprise me that he plays this week. I think anybody who's, who, who can contribute anything will be up um, simply because they know that if they're the six seed, the, the super bowl is if, if they limp into the playoffs with two straight losses as a six seed with the road that they would have to get through, you're looking at 2024. I mean, you are, I'm not, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but you are um, two seeds, not a piece of cake either, unless the bills, you know, get unlucky and get bounced. Um, but I like their chances a lot more as the two seed than I do the six. And and they have they have done every everything in their power to keep these guys as healthy as possible for this moment. This is the moment. Like there is like what are you are, are you saving them for for Kansas City? Is that what you're doing? No, I I, I think if if you're able to contribute anything, you're gonna be up this week.
0: So, so let me ask you a question. If the Dolphins fail to win the AFC East, right, after having a three-game lead uh, entering week 14, how big of a collapse is this from a historical perspective for the Dolphins? Um, and, and kind of what does it mean moving forward then? I mean, I, I presume, even though I had some Dolphin fans DMing me on Twitter, um, saying that the coach should be, um, you know, on the hot seat, um, which I know is laughable, but w- what changes are you looking at? I mean, because that would be a, a large collapse, right? You're in a matter of five weeks giving up a three-game lead in what in a division that should have been wrapped up, and doing yeah, so true. with the loss to the Titans being kind of the start of this 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 dead sure. period. Yeah,
1: and, and that's the elf in the room. Like, none of this should matter. Not, like they they shouldn't be playing. A, I wrote this. They shouldn't be playing a single soul on Sunday. Like every so everyone should be getting. Uh, they, they're by week this week. And, and it's crazy because you look at the math and if the Dolphins have beaten the Titans, uh, they would have incentive for the bills to win this week because the bills yeah. would be the six seed. You wouldn't see them till the AFC championship game. They would never admit that, but their, their path would be far easier, far easier. Um, if they, if they were, what, would, what are they now? 11 and five, they were 12 and four going into this game and they lost to become 12 and five. Their, their Super Bowl path is infinitely easier than if they would win this week. Like this, this would be a completely meaningless game from a win standpoint, and a hugely significant game from a rest and loss standpoint. Um, so w- w- let's let's just put that aside. Um, I th- this is going to sound like you know, you know, a losers kind of uh, approach, but it kind of depends on how they play. Like if if they go out there and their offense is spectacular. And they lose in a shootout. They lose 49, 48 or whatever. And, and their defense just, just – I mean, we don't know. Jerome Baker might be back. I, I would assume Baker. We're talking about every, every able body player. They weren't even going to put him on IR until they had to because they needed the roster spot. So that suggests to me that he is going to play this week. I would expect Robert Hunt to play as well. But a defense that will still be without Xavier Howard, Jalen Phillips, and Bradley Chubb you're going to they are going to bills going to score some points. So if if it's if it's a competitive game and the game and, and the team just got absolutely crushed by injuries, you know, I, I think it's a different story than if they just get housed this week. If they lose like 35-10 at home to the Bills and then they go to Arrowhead and get waxed, I don't think this time next year it's not out of the question. That the Dolphins have questions at head coach. I mean, I, I could see a scenario. I mean, here's the question: What do they do if, if that's the scenario? If if Tua goes bad game, bad game, bad game to end the season, you know, week 17, week 18, wild card weekend, they lose all three of those games. They're one and done again in the postseason. What's the rationale to give that guy 50 million dollars a year? I mean, this is this is what franchise quarterbacks do. He has his offense. His offense is going to be there this week. It might not be at 100%, but no one's at 100% this time of the year. You're going to have you're going to have Tyreek. You're going to have or almost certainly. Likely going to have Mbado in my mind. We'll see how this week goes. Um, going to have as healthy of an offensive line as you're going to get at this point in the season if they get Robert Hunt back. Because so that means you're going to have three of your starters and you're going to have two solid backups. I mean... The, They ran the ball great last week. They've run the ball great too the last three weeks with Eichenberg as their center. Okay. I don't know. Like that, this is like, this is it for Tua. Like this is everything he's ever asked for a chance to go out and win the division at home to be the two seed. I mean, it's doom and gloom because they got the bleep kicked out of them last week. Right. And they lost. And
0: also because it's a national TV Sunday night game and the Dolphins in prime time, um, you know, from a fan perspective, it hasn't gone well, typically. So that's the other reason it's doom and gloom. It's like, Oh, another prime time game. I think I talked to fans who were hoping the game stayed at at one o'clock or, you know, got put at one o'clock just to avoid the, the, the whole, you know, that, that fear of of having to watch them on prime time now. And they just seem to kind of crap the bed when they are put on the the national spotlight. Is that,
1: do you think that's causation or correlation? I mean, do you think no, that's – No, it's, not.
0: it's just part of the narrative, the, the, the doom and gloom narrative around the team from the media and from fans. That's not helping because of that situation. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I don't think that it has anything to do with what time that –
0: I mean, you couldn't have had more of a
1: national showcase game than Dolphins-Cowboys, okay? They won that game with a game-winning drive. It was pitch dark at Hard Rock Stadium, okay? it was like midnight there and the entire nation was watching that game. Okay. Maybe three pockets. So is that what you're telling me that the, 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 the three or four markets that didn't have the game at 8 PM on Christmas Eve, that's the reason they won.
0: Listen, fans aren't rational. Okay.
1: No, I think it's, you play better teams in prime time
0: and yeah, right. Except for the Titan. Yeah.
1: Well, again, I, I, and that was three minutes. Well, I went back and looked. It wasn't even three minutes. It was like 51 seconds. With the, their entire season unraveled in like, no joke, like 90 seconds. Their two touchdowns were 51 seconds apart. Okay? So, so what they did was in the course of 90 to 120 seconds, let the Titans go down the field, go three and out, and go down the field again. That's it. That is, it blows my mind that those 120 seconds, 100 and whatever it is seconds of game time is why we're here totally nuts
0: totally yeah, totally no nuts. and if the Dolphins dropped this game on Sunday um when, when you look back at the season th- that is obviously the the watershed moment that that that's it that Titans game that I was with David watching together watching him freak out more than I was um that that's really what the season um came down to you know so so you mentioned you know the offense and it, th- this game i think is also going to tell me a lot about mcdaniel's ability to adapt um i, I went back and looked at my notes from the drubbing of, of the bills beating the dolphins in the first week and there was a lot here tyreek hill said after the game that the Bills using a lot of cover too and there was seemingly someone always over the top and he suggested that running the ball could open things up more on, on the day after the game that monday mcdaniel admitted he abandoned the run too quickly so I wonder now heading into this game, is he going to learn from that? Is he going to commit to the run more? Are they going to take more, you know, of the underneath throws? You know, part of that's on Tua, right? Instead of always trying to look down the field, take what take what's there. Because th- there should be plays to be made, even if they're not the large chunk plays.
1: Will it matter if the Bills are scoring on every possession? I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, yeah, they, they abandon the run. That's great. You weren't you stopping Buffalo. You had to score. I mean, that's the thing: is that when when your offense has to score every single drive, you're gonna press. And I think that's kind of what happened in the Baltimore game too: is that like you just couldn't get any stops. And uh, what do they? They had one fumble, then they gave it away like immediately thereafter. Isn't that right in Baltimore? It was. It was all the second half was kind of a blur. Was it back to back plays that there were turnovers?
0: I don't think it was back to back. Um, Admittedly, I was yeah. By that time, I, uh, I I was only half half paying attention. By that point, um, in, in how the game was unfolding. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: so so certainly run the ball, shorten the game. You do not want to get to a track meet with the Bills. You do not. Um, right. But you know, you, you if the game dictates, hey, you you're down fourteen, you're gonna throw the football. I mean you are you you can run the ball some to mix it up but it's not like you're going to have you don't want a 12 play 84 yard drive it takes seven minutes off the clock you just you got to throw the ball so yes yeah, run early 100 stay ahead of like they i don't want to see the dolphins fall behind the bills because then you're going to have it's it's going to be ugly it, it you what, what they need is that they need a great first quarter and how many of these how many of these teams have they just come out and taken it to in the first quarter? That these really good teams—certainly not Kansas City, certainly not Buffalo, certainly not Baltimore, certainly not Philadelphia. Although
0: Baltimore, you know, they did put up ten points on on the Ravens in the first quarter, which is the most they gave up all year in the first quarter. Okay. The problem is the defense wasn't doing anything. To they were down fourteen down to ten, weren't they?
1: <laughs> I yeah. mean, it, uh ten seven and then fourteen to ten and you know, yeah. 14, thir- 13, and then what well, was after after 14, 13, they scored was 21,
0: 13. And then that's when the two interception happened. Yeah. And they, they scored
1: what, what would it have been 35 of the next 41 points or something? Yeah. Or something that's something. when
0: they <laughs> went for it on fourth and seven, yeah. showing no respect at all. Um, and, and the first Isaiah likely touchdown, to make it 28, 13. And that, that was kind of, that was kind of it. Do we, do we have a concern beyond cornerback about their ability to,
1: to cover the pass?
0: Yeah, I mean, so Holland did not look like himself. Admittedly, he, he's he's going to be rusty. He missed, what, a month, basically? So he hasn't played since the Black Friday game. Um, he didn't look like the player that we saw earlier in the season. So maybe, hopefully, you know, one week of additional, um, he, you know, yeah, conditioning he, he, and practice. He,
1: he's got a radio spot down here in 560 every week, and he admitted that he wasn't what he should have been in that game. So you're onto something there.
0: Yeah. Um. And then, like I said, the, the linebackers in coverage. Yeah, they picked on Duke Riley last week. Um. Even if Baker's back, I don't feel any better. Uh. The, and the Bills have historically oh, they, they've done that.
1: You should. You should feel better. Well, no, like, I don't feel
0: better in coverage. I no, don't. you, you the, should. The, the linebackers covering James Cook. It, 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 that's going to be a story. On okay. And,
1: fair. And, but Jerome Baker is way better of a player than Duke Riley is. I mean, you go. I. I he might not make the splash plays that you like, but go and look at the advanced stats. Like he is way better in coverage than Duke Riley is. Like not even close. And and I was looking at the stats before they updated it from Sunday, which are just mm-hmm. going to be egregious. I'm gonna I'm gonna call up right now the the Dolphins advanced stats to make you feel a little bit better because <laughs> they are they, he he is he is much much better. Let's see. I am going right now to pro football reference. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that um, it's, it's not ideal, but having, well, let me ask, you know, having,
0: would you, would you shadow digs with Jalen Ramsey? I would, it's not even a question in my mind. They, you know, they, they should have did that with, well, they did do it with Garrett Wilson and, and they should have did it with Ceedee lamb. I know they made some other adjustments after lamb had a very strong, uh, you know, start to the game, but are you going to let Ramsey, assuming Howard is out, follow Diggs around? You got to. Uh, assuming
1: that they, they still fear Diggs, which is a question, because Diggs has had a terrible season by his standards. Well, yeah, but who else
0: do you fear then? I mean, that's always the, – that's the Bills thing. Without Diggs, their receiving corps is 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 very, um, you know, mediocre. It, it's an average group beyond Diggs. All right, are you
1: ready for these stats?
0: Uh, Duke Riley and coverage. Duke Riley in coverage
1: is 16 to 21. That's 76.2% completions against for 155 yards. Uh, yards for completion 9.7, yards for attempt 7.4, one touchdown, a pass rating of 112. Jerome Baker, uh, higher completion uh, percentage, uh, but far less yards for completion. Uh, okay, so he he makes the tackles. He doesn't get beat deep. Uh, Baker has got a higher completion percentage against. But the yards per completion is just eight point nine, a yard less than than Riley. Uh, similar yards per target, one touchdown, but a passer rating of eighty six. So eighty six. Ain't to that lie.
0: much better? Okay. It, it, it's not. I mean, twenty six points in passer rating. It, it's substantial. yeah, but a it's, passer rating can swing by a touchdown or two. Yeah, I mean, he also has two.
1: Drum also has two interceptions.
0: Right. Okay. Dude, who, and Riley has none. Right. The Duke Riley hasn't been in position to, you know, I'll give Baker credit there. He, he will find himself in position. He is, he is
1: better in coverage uh, than Duke is. All right. Maybe it's not, you know, he might not be the best coverage linebacker, but I mean, there's a reason they got Duke Riley for a song and free agency. I mean, he is, he's a special teams player. That's try hard. And he, if you can, if he can give you 10, 15 targeted snaps on defensive game, you're happy. He's, you know you, you go and watch the hard knocks and he's trying to be the leader of that defense that's just not his role.
0: No certainly. So, okay. Tell me how the dolphins can then keep the bills from, you know, scoring into the 30s. If you were writing the game script for them.
1: Well, I mean, the game script is you you get Josh Allen to do Josh Allen things. Right? I mean, that's that that's it. You you turn him over. That's been the key to to beating the Bills this year is that you 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 make him make dumb mistakes, you confuse him, you give him looks that he's not ready for. You maybe, I honestly, I I, I think this is a pressure game, and, and people have smoked absolutely smoked the DC last year for that playoff game for playing a lot of cover zero. What mm-hmm. other option do they have? Like seriously, what 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 other Josh Border – That that was a ball game because they brought pressure. I mean, I know this the this score it was was. They, if they had any offense at all in that game, they would have won, and it would have because yeah. been because yeah. they they confused the hell out of Josh Allen, and made him throw interceptions. I yeah. think that's the great equalizer: is that like he he can he can hand you a game, and he has handed bad teams games. Like they've lost, they lost to the Jets and they lost to the Patriots this year. Okay, they've lost bad
0: games. Um, and their last two weeks, by the way, two point win against a bad Chargers team and a six point win against a bad Patriots team. A horrendous,
1: and that one was a horrendously bad Patriots
0: team. Right. So it's not like they're yeah, they they crushed the Cowboys, but other than that, they have not, you know, been some, some world beater. They're just doing enough to win. That's and kind they've of had, they've had a soft
1: schedule, that's helped. Um yeah. but Josh Allen owns the dolphins. I and mean, that's the thing, is that it's Yep. He's the, it's the one team that doesn't matter how bad he's playing. Even when he, even that guy stunk early in his career, he knew how to beat the dolphins. So the, that's the, that's the only way they win. What do they, they, win, they won like, they won like 21 19, didn't they? The Dolphins did yeah. last year. Yep. If you, if you can get to that game somehow, I mean, that's it. That's, that's the golden tuner right there. But he, 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 here's the, 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 I'm trying to remember it. Who is, it was X. And who was the other corner in that game? Was it Cater? Because uh, Brandon Jones gave them nothing last year. So it was probably Cater? Who do other My memory maybe- is shy. Yeah, I, I it was, think it, was, it was, Nick. was. Nick was in that game because he yeah. hadn't gotten hurt yet. So it's, I mean, you're basically saying similar personnel, except for pass rusher, which is, I mean, they're going to have to blitz, right? They're, they're going to have yeah. to
0: blitz. yeah, yeah. There, I mean, Vic's gonna have to come up with something. Um, you can't, you can't just sit back there and, and let Allen pick you apart. Um, you also can't overcommit with blitzing, and, and and you know you don't get to him, and then he's off and running. And that's the other thing: running quarterbacks continue to. I mean, they give every defense, you know, trouble. But what if, historically? What did Lamar
1: do out of the pocket, though? He didn't really do anything out of the pocket. In that
0: game. He didn't need to. When you have guys well, running wide open in the secondary.
1: Right. Yeah. So it's, they, I, I don't think that was a, a running quarterback failure. I, it was just a, their DBs had no bleeping clue what they were doing failure and they couldn't get, they couldn't get any pressure on the guy. Like, okay. So by the time people listen to this, we'll know the answer, but why haven't the dolphins kicked the tires on a Frank Clark or why haven't they signed an Indomitian Sioux? Like this is, Great glass in case of emergency. I mean, there's no way that Indomagan Sue or Frank Clark aren't better than what Melvin Ingram is giving them right now. Yeah. I mean, you're you're yeah. gonna get pass rush out of Agba. He's not great against the run. Bring Sue in to be to set the edge. Here's your job: 30 plays a game, you set the edge. Okay. And if you can get us any negative plays, awesome. But just don't let Josh Allen get out of contain. Don't let these running backs bounce, bounce it outside. I mean, maybe he wants money that they're not willing to pay, but
0: Yeah, well that's the other thing about Frank Clark. I, I I would assume it's it's a money thing. I mean, give him
1: a million dollars to play one game. Like seriously. Give him a million dollars to play one game, and then whatever you get in the playoffs, it's gravy. If we go to the Super Bowl, we'll throw another million dollars of incentives in there. Yeah. Like I, I I don't get it. And and we're now Wednesday at eleven o'clock. Roster moves have been made by now. Like, yep. It, 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 to me, it's, th- they must have, they obviously have a reason. We're going to ask, I'll ask McDaniel when we see him in a couple hours, but like Frank Clark and Dominick Sue, two proven players that have won Super Bowls that can help the defensive front that is absolutely ravaged by injuries. Why is Emmanuel Ogba, Andrew Van Ginkle, and Melvin Ingram a better combination than that?
0: Don't know. I know. No, that that's a really good question. Um, I've seen floated around. Did you see, someone actually suggested Cameron Wake. Oh, they
1: suggested, and I absolutely dunked on them because the last time I saw Cam Wake, he was 190 pounds, and that's not even a joke. Like, if I there's a guy, 190
0: pound Cam Wake. He is slim.
1: He is. I mean, maybe he's 200, maybe, but he's not that. He's he's four inches taller than me, and maybe maybe 30 pounds heavier, maybe. So it's a guy who has guy no intention of in coming back. When he was done, he was done. He's also 41 years old. Yeah. Let's yeah. put that to bed. But yeah. there are able-bodied players out there. And again, I haven't checked my phone. Maybe Ndamukong Su is just signed, but I'm down. I think we would have gotten some sort of notification if that was the case.
0: Yeah, no. no. And there's certainly guys out there available who would – probably give you better snaps than a Melvin Ingram and a Cameron Good, right? Because that's what they're going to be looking at beyond Van Ginkle and, and Agua. And um, I mean, do you think they get creative is Brandon Jones going to get on there as a, as an outside linebacker pass rusher at at times, you know, being on the field with Elliot and. and Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, maybe that that's the answer. They just play a lot of dime.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And I mean, certainly that will, that will give them better pass coverage. It definitely makes you susceptible to stopping the run.
0: Like you need, yeah. And, and James Cook has been—he's um, had no trouble recently um, on, on the ground. So that—that's going to be. I mean, it's funny. What concerns you more? Because I've gone back and forth on this. Is it Allen beating you with the pass, or are you worried about stopping the run now? Um, you know, having lost Bradley Chubb, who was a very good player at setting the edge. Yeah,
1: I mean, we'll see. We'll see if they what they have
0: um the answer is probably both right I I think I mean you know both of them scare me at, at the yeah time. I
1: mean I, I still think they have they, they they can be solid against the run and I think Agua can give them enough pass rush they still have Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, and those guys get pressure up the middle all the time it doesn't have to be from the edge it's not like there's not going to be any pass rush um I, it just surprises me that they didn't add another body and we're, yeah. I'll be fascinated to see what what, what we hear out of uh big daniel today it's entirely possible that they're just holding off the announcement to practice but we'll see speaking of which i gotta go to practice can we
0: can we yeah so up? before we get out of here let's run through real quick the playoff scenarios just everyone's on the same page dolphins win steelers and jaguars both win dolphins versus steelers okay dolphins win and the steelers and jaguars both lose the dolphins would get the two seed The Bills would get the sixth seed in that scenario. So they would avoid the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins would play the Steelers if the Broncos beat the Raiders, and they play the Jaguars if the Raiders beat the Broncos. So people are wondering how they can play the Jaguars because that's been floated out there as like two of the 16 possibilities. That would be how. It would be a Steelers and Jaguars loss, Dolphins win, and the Raiders beat the Broncos. Tiebreaker-related, it would be Dolphins-Jaguars. I hope you wrote this
1: down because I did not.
0: I, I have it written down. I'm, I'm reading it I'm reading it off what I wrote down. So I want to pose one more question to you. Up to you. Would you rather face – would you rather be the two-seed and face the Bills again or be the six-seed and go to Kansas City for the wild card weekend?
1: And here's what's crazy. The six-seed would give you a better chance of reaching the divisional round and finally winning a playoff game. The two-seed would give you a better chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep, I don't know. Like, would a would a would a playoff win be enough to make this a successful year for you?
0: No, I would have said yes in the preseason um, because we haven't seen one in twenty three years. But but no, at at this point, from where we were, it it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think you got to get the AFC title game for this to be considered a successful season at this point yeah the AFC isn't good this year so if there was ever a year to get there it, it's this year honestly it's
1: sneaky good at this point though because look it's, it's it's good in ways that the division champions might stink but the wild card's got some teeth man it does the Bills and the Browns I think yeah, the Bills the might not even get
0: in I mean listen the, the Dolphins beat the Bills okay fine they're, they're underdog the three-point on the dogs okay the, the Steelers beating the Ravens, the, the Steelers are favored because Vegas is expecting the Ravens to sit their starters. And the Jaguars beating the Titans. It's very conceivable that the Bills are coming at Hard Rock Stadium playing for their playoff lives because there's other – on Saturday, the Steelers won. Sunday at 1 o'clock, the Jaguars won. And now there's, the Bills are dangerous. They're probably more dangerous than that, right? And now back against the wall, they're going to be out if they lose that game.
1: Um, New York Times does all their Sims they give you a 5% chance of the Bills missing the
0: playoffs. I don't think they're factoring in the fact that the Ravens are probably not playing a lot of their players. I mean, that's the big one, right? Saturday, 4.30. And again, short week now for, for, for the Ravens. So, so if, more. If, if the players.
1: Steelers win that game, you are the biggest Jacksonville Jaguars fan.
0: Yes. Luckily, they're playing the Titans. So I And Trevor Lawrence will likely be back. He could be back.
1: I just have zero confidence in either of those teams to do what you need them to do. Like, they might one win and might one lose, so just to screw you. And doing
0: that, the Bills get in. The, the, yep. If that happens, the Bills are, are clinching a playoff spot and then they're before Before they, the even, play. The before they even
1: play. What's that? Yeah, if, if that happens, the Bills are in before the game. Before right. the 8.30 on, on Sunday.
0: Yep, yep. All right, I got to roll. Yep. Um, prediction. Give me your 10 second prediction. What's gonna happen?
1: You're not gonna like this prediction. I, I, I think the Bills win. I think that I think the Dolphins just don't have enough on defense to stop and Josh Allen own, owns them. I would love to be wrong because I don't want to go to Kansas City. Um but I I I, I, I see it more likely it's a multi-score Bills win than a dolphins win.
0: Okay. Like I
1: could see it being like 20
0: Bills. Yeah, no, I, I'm the most pessimistic Dolphin fan, probably, or I'm one of them. um The Dolphins are going to win. They're going to win. The, it, 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 I'm not saying it's a blowout. They're going to win, and it won't come down to the last drive. It'll be some kind of fourth. You know, it'll be close in the fourth quarter. I think they will. They will end the game kneeling at the clock, and you know, not we're not going to be sweating when as the Bills drive down the field needing a touchdown or something like that. I, I that that's what I think happens. Why? Because it makes no sense. That's why. That's because I think everyone is now expecting the Bills to win, and when that happens, some you know it tends to go the other way. Um, the fact that it's at Hard Rock also makes me more comfortable in Buffalo. the yeah, I mean, story. The fact that they're home, Dolphins are twelve and two with Tua and McDaniel together at home, and one of those losses, Tua was concussed for a half um, against the Packers. So, yeah, I, I think that I think they get it done. Probably a, a lower scoring game than a higher scoring game. I think um, I think it has to be. I think the are going to try to control the ball. That's that's I think the way to do it because the defense is going to be um, you know they're they're undermanned. They're undermanned now.
1: Yeah, uh, just one quick thing. Vegas has a pretty good feel for this team over the last two years. When they're favorites, they're something like seventeen and five, and when they're mm-hmm. underdogs, they're like three and eleven. It'll
0: be four and eleven.
1: How's that rain? Has a rainbow of uh, crap that okay. I just dumped on your head?
0: <laughs> it, it's you know I I am used to it. I'm usually the one thinking you know the worst, and for some reason I, I just have a feeling. All right, I, I think we're gonna go. It wouldn't surprise me then if they go and lay an egg in the wild card round. That's a whole separate situation. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. I think Sunday night they get it done. Um, Should be fun.
1: I mean, honestly, it's like what you ask for, right?
0: Yeah, to be, yeah. have the entire
1: nation watching as you can go for one of your biggest goals. Can't ask for anything more than that. The
0: very last game of the regular season. I mean, yeah, it's it certainly, the script is fun. It'll be much more fun if the Dolphins win, but yeah. um, certainly come, come back here next week to the Miami Dolphins podcast where we will either be celebrating or, uh, you know, kind of picking up the pieces and and, and preparing for a, a wild card round where the Dolphins are are on the road. Um, if you haven't started, uh, you know, subscribing to the podcast, Please do, because, you know, we're we're in 2024 now. We've been doing this for for eight months. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. And we will see you back here next week on the Pro Football Network Miami Dolphins Podcast.